Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's just say I woke up now as we are a week out, officially, from draft day 2020. I woke up to two very bizarre pieces of NFL news. One coming from one of my teammates here at WFAN. The other coming from my beloved team, the Miami Dolphins, and this love affair that I'm hearing about that... I'm sorry. I I don't want to bore everybody with this throughout the next week. And I understand that, listen, we're going to spend so much time talking Jets. We're going to spend so much time talking Giants. Don't you worry. Whether it's Becton, whether it's Andrew Thomas, whether it's Isaiah Simmons, I promise we have you covered. But I'm giving everybody fair warning right here, right now. If the Miami Dolphins pass up on Tua Tungavaiola and they end up with Justin Herbert, I'm going to be losing my mind. I'm going to be yelling, I'm going to be screaming, and I can promise you that come Friday, I'm going to need a couple of stiff drinks, if you know what I mean. More than a few. If Justin Herbert ends up being my quarterback for the next couple of years. So anytime I see any of these rumors, they just drive me up a wall. They drive me insane. And today, I felt like an unhinged person in many ways. Because I woke up, I'm having my coffee, I'm just getting like so... Angry and irritated and frustrated. I just went to Twitter and I'm just like firing off tweets. Like it's nobody's freaking business. I just tweet, 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 tweet. But it was like therapeutic in many ways. It was like, all right, I got this out of my system at least for now. Until I get on the air and until we get going, until next week rolls around. So basically, long story short, I'm going to be on edge between now and next Thursday. And I know it pales in comparison to everything that's going on in the world, but hey, sometimes you need some sports-related stress in your life. I mean, that's why I'm here. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. So, yeah, the sight of, like, seeing Justin Herbert, this stiff of a quarterback, wearing my Dolphins colors, ugh. It just has like this like sinking feeling in my stomach. It's not a good one. So I wanted to throw that out there. Now, the other bit of NFL news that was moving the needle throughout the day, and I don't know where it came from as far as the source goes. I don't know who is reporting it, but I have to admit when my man, Mark Melissus, is tweeting at like 10 after 10 that the Vikings and the Cleveland Browns are discussing a possible trade with Odell Beckham Jr., my head started spinning. And the reason my head started spinning is because why would the Minnesota Vikings do this? Honest question. I don't care how talented Odell Beckham Jr. may be. He is making an outrageous sum of money. As we mentioned last week with Brandon Cooks, 
This is one of the most loaded wide receiver drafts in quite some time. The Minnesota Vikings have additional draft capital from the trade they made with Stephon Diggs. They got a ton of picks. They're going to have plenty of avenues to go get another receiver to put alongside Adam Thielen. And look at the Vikings cap situation. See, a lot of people like to look at this in like fantasy land and say, oh, they'll make it work. They'll figure it out. They'll do this. They'll do that. Sometimes it's not that easy. You know, sometimes it's not that simple. And here's what I do know. The Vikings cap situation is awful. The Minnesota Vikings have a running back who right now has outperformed Saquon Barkley. And his name is Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is about to get paid. The Vikings invested in their quarterback in Kirk Cousins. They say goodbye to a couple of veteran pieces on the defense. That, oh, by the way, they're going to have to replace with younger players. There is no way in the world they are going to let the multi-talented Dalvin Cook leave that team. They're going to pay Dalvin Cook. So if they're going to pay running back a heck of a lot more money than he is making right now, and they'll figure out the terms, they'll figure out what they're going to do, they're going to pay Dalvin Cook. Because they know, and we've seen this, the difference in that Viking team when he plays, the difference in them when he doesn't play is astronomical. And if you think I'm wrong, look at one or two of the games in which Kirk Cousins didn't have him in the backfield. It was a nightmare. And it's the same Kirk Cousins, oh, by the way, who is like happy about the fact maybe that there ain't going to be fans in the stands because maybe, you know, the cat calls at home or maybe the loud noises that he would hear in road opposing stadiums are no longer going to get to him, at least for a season. You shall see. But the Vikings are in all of this sort of crazy predicament. And now you tell me they're going to give up draft picks and they're going to take on the salary of Odell Beckham Jr.? Good luck. I think the Vikings are a well-run team, for the most part. I do not see Odell Beckham Jr. wanting to go to Minnesota, number one. I do not see the Vikings, from a cap standpoint, making sense whatsoever. And you know anything about Mike Zimmer? Mike Zimmer, who I love, by the way. I I think he's a football lifer. I I think he is one of those guys that I would run through a brick wall for. Very easy to root for. Very easy to like. But he tells it like it is. He's one of those guys that's not going to be coddling you saying, oh, baby, it's okay, it's okay. No, he's going to kick you in the ass. And if you've seen anything from Odell Beckham Jr., from his days with the New York Giants to last year with the Cleveland Browns, do you see he and Mike Zimmer being a match and being a fit? I don't. So, listen, I'm not going to question Moose's sources. I'm sure he's got somebody legitimate feeding him information. More power to him. I just don't agree. I'm sorry. I don't. Because from a Viking standpoint, I don't get it. And for all Browns, brethren, Larry in Florida, Dave down the uh, Jersey Turnpike, you got a chance to get anything. For this guy who stole money from me a year ago, you do it. Because Beckham, he's the dirty little secret. He don't play. That's reality. Am I right or am I wrong? We all watched his career with the New York Giants. Was he, you know, the root of all evil with the franchise? No. In fact, I criticized Dave Gettleman for making a move. Because to me, my criticism was why did he sign him to trade him? 
Now you look back, despite all the dead money the Giants took on, you know what? I think the Giants are in a better place without Odell Beckham Jr. I really do. And here's all you need to know. My team, the Miami Dolphins, that could bring in Odell Beckham Jr. with no problem from a salary cap standpoint. They got draft picks galore. So if they wanted to do it, they could do it. I'd be livid. Not as livid as I'd be as far as the Justin Herbert situation, but I'd be livid if the Dolphins brought in Beckham. Because to me, I want nothing to do with the guy right now. To me, he is a diva. He is injury prone and has proven to be more and more and more of a hassle and more and more of a me, me, me kind of guy. You want that on your team if you're the Minnesota Vikings? Good luck. Good luck. For me, I would want nothing to do with it. Kirk Cousins, Odell Beckham Jr., Hope Baby. That'll be some wonderful partnership. The best thing that could happen to Baker Mayfield, the best thing that could happen to Baker Mayfield is the Cleveland Browns ship Odell Beckham Jr. out of town. That'd be the best thing to happen for him. And their young coach and everybody within that organization. Not going to blame everything going wrong with the Giants on Beckham. That's the easy way out. Beckham had some great years with the Giants. But you know what? At the end, he wasn't worth the hassle. And I get the sense he's always going to be one of those guys that's not worth the hassle. I don't buy this rumor. I'm sorry I don't. And you're hearing it right here and right now. I think the Minnesota Vikings are making a monumental mistake if they bring Beckham Jr. onto their team. Big mistake. Now, we get to what will be our nostalgia topic. We get to what will be our trip down memory lane. And let's just say it was inspired by one of you, which is always a great thing. And you guys know... With everything that's going on right now, I'm very open to suggestions. And the reason I am open to suggestions is because look at where we're at. So, Thomas Bowler, who is Indy3323 on Twitter. I'm shouting you out. Job well done. Very appreciative for your contribution to the program today. Suggested that we need from me a top three to five best games you've ever intended in person as your theme for this show. And why was this inspired by Thomas? I'm going to tell you why. Because one of my new favorite Twitter follows, as I was on tilt earlier in the day and I'm firing off tweets like it's nobody's freaking business. Should have just done an Instagram live at that point. The problem is, I got Kate here in this uh, apartment working. So it's like one of those things where she's on a call, like she's doing important business, and I can't do such a thing. I got to be well-behaved. That's why I'm like trying to find sanity any which way I can. It's watching Ozark, it's playing video games, playing online poker. I- I'll do any of it to feel and have that sanity. I need it. I need golf. I need sports. I, I need it all. We all need it all. But this NYY throwbacks page has been great because... They throw up a Yankee clip, as you know, day in and day out. So it's easy for me. I go on my Twitter. I'm scrolling around. Boom. I click the video. Normally, I like what I see. I keep watching. They happen to post today 
one of my favorite in-stadium moments that I think is probably forgotten by a good majority of you because of what happened the remainder of the series. But I happened to be in the Bronx for game one of the 2002 division series. And this is my freshman year of high school. I remember I found out I was going to the game right after baseball practice. I was so fired up. I was so excited. As soon as I got back from practice, it was like, you know, like 4.30 in the afternoon. I was like, boom, I got to go. I got to get the hell out of here. So I showered, threw the Yankee stuff on, and boom, was on a ferry, on a train, away you go. I'm at Yankee Stadium. I'm sitting out in the right field bleachers. Great game. Back and forth. Home runs galore. Jeter hit a home run in the first inning. Giambi hit a playoff home run. Rondell White was on that team. He had a home run. But the Angels kept coming. They got after Roger Clemens. They got after Ramiro Mendoza. It was Troy Gloss. Not once, but twice, including in the top half of the eighth inning, hitting a home run and giving the Angels a one-run lead. And it was like a very uneasy feeling in Yankee Stadium. And with two outs in the eighth inning, and remember, this is off the heels of what happened in 2001 and all of the Yankee mystique and magic that you had at the old stadium. Two outs in the eighth inning. They get a couple of runners on base. I want to say it was Soriano and Jeter. Giambi hits a ball off the glove of Scott Spezio's playing first base. Ties the game. And when you see this guy come up to the plate next, you just had a feeling being in the building, something special was going to happen. Bernie Williams comes up, and when I tell you he hit a ball to the moon that just sent Yankee Stadium into Bedlam. And I'm sure many of you have experienced it over the years at all of your stadiums. But the place went nuts. The booth was shaking. The stadium was shaking. Bernie gets the curtain call. Uh, You hear burn, baby, burn, blaring from the Yankee PA system. I mean, I'm still shaking thinking about it. And the Yankees ended up winning that game. Now, the moment in many ways gets totally forgotten because of what happened in the next three games where the Yankees lose three straight to Anaheim. And it was where Anaheim kind of developed this reputation for being the Yankee killer in 2002 and then again in 2005. Even though the Yankees had leads in the middle innings or in the late innings of Game 2, Game 3, and Game 4. And yet lost all three. But that moment kind of stands out to me. I don't know why, especially what happened the rest of the series, but it was just such a surreal feeling being in the ballpark. So... It's not topping my list because, listen, I've been fortunate to go to so many great sporting events over the years, but what we're going to do over the course of the night is I'm going to honor our buddy Tom's wishes. I'm going to try to give you the top five sporting events I've attended in my lifetime, and I guess you guys will have to wait and see if that Bernie eighth-inning home run in game one of the 2002 Division Series cracks the list. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 